Okay, so I'm starting. As per usual. What movie is this? This is the Amityville Horror. Okay. Welcome back. You got your hosts here, Eric and Vivi. How you doing, Vivi? I'm doing good. This is the Chicken Not Scared podcast, in case you were wondering. Yeah, we're on episode six, and we're covering... Seven. Oh, seven. Yeah, it's been a week of episodes. <laughs> and we're covering the Amityville Horror. Yep, 1979, directed by Stuart Rosenberg. Yeah, are you excited for this one? Yeah, it's a movie that I watched a lot growing up for some reason. It was always on TV, uh, especially the Ryan Reynolds version, but... This is the obviously the original. I you? also have seen the Ryan Reynolds one. Um, this is my first time seeing this one. Was I, it what you thought it was? I have some opinions. Oh no, <laughs> bad or good? Um, mixed. Do you want to <laughs> talk about the drink first? Yeah. So this week we got a beer instead of a cocktail. We went to the local sh- store and found a beer by Penrose. I'm assuming that's the brewery name. Mm-hmm. And the beer is called Swarm. It's a honey triple IPA. It's got 10.4% oh, alcohol. I've not, I did not notice did not that notice when that we either. bought it. <laughs> but it says it's a Cascade Citra, so there's the Citra word again. Looks like it's brewed in Geneva, Illinois. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it is Penrose Brewing. It says mm-hmm. on the left there. Flavors of nectar, floral, and sticky hop. I mean, this is interesting. With so, Illinois honey. We picked Swarm because obviously there's this iconic scene in the movie of mosquitoes swarming the house um this is about bees though but we figured this is as close as we were gonna get yeah there's nothing fly related but the... unless you know of a beer about mosquitoes let us know but we <laughs> fermented this... with mosquitoes i'm hey. sure that's a thing it is when it's i went like... to mexico and they were showing us how they make the tequila the guy was like do you think the flavor of the tequila is gonna be better if a fly falls and dies into the vat or it will be worse and the answer is yes it will be better Huh. Because it helps the fermentation process for, for some reason. So we're truly just drinking dead bugs. Dead everything. Huh. Yeah. The more dead things in it, the better it tastes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we should crack it open. Mm-hmm. I gave you the smaller glass. For my 10.4% beer? <laughs> yeah. Well, more because you've been breaking my glasses this week lately. No. I was washing the dishes too hard, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> It was your, I think it was the Star Wars mug that fell on the glass and just shattered yeah, it at the base. But you broke one of my cool <laughs> tulips. tulip glasses for beer. It looks cool. It's got a little it's honey. It's definitely a honey color. It smells honey like honey, beer. actually. So I did something this week. Are you going to taste it? So I did something new this week. I figured that since I don't know how to accurately describe beer, I just found a list of words to use to describe beer. <laughs> okay, should we taste it first? Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. Pretty fresh, actually. Like, I could see this drinking this on like a hot summer day yeah i could see that it's not bad no yeah i mean it definitely tastes like it's a strong beer really i don't get that i get the kind of like i do taste some honey yeah and i feel like that would probably mask that it's a strong beer could be dangerous so how is it actually (laughs) described i didn't find an actual description but it's just words you can use like malty biscuity bread like molasses like malt complexity sweet that these probably fit this more caramelly Mm. you know this is, it's Deep. just a lot of words for bread. Rich. <laughs> full? I'd say it's full. Creamy? No, it's not. Word. Thick. It's thick. Yeah, yeah I guess I guess. It's a little thick. <laughs> Ooh, took like one sip and you can tell. You it. already have a headache. I am already hungover. <laughs> You're the one with the hangover, actually. You went a little too hard on your Zoom call with the boys. Yeah, I spent a little bit too much time talking to my high school friends. Shout out to Martin and Sergio. <laughs> You went to bed at like three in the morning. I'm surprised you want a drink today. <laughs> <laughs> eh, sorry. You gave me some Pedialyte. I'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So should we actually talk about the movie now? Yeah. So I've got the fun facts this week, but Similar. you're going to do the brief uh, yes. overview again. Similar to last week where I gave a little history to the movie. You're going to give a little history today mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do the overview. Or should I go overview first? Overview first. So I think this week's overview comes from IMDb. Chiller about a family who are terrorized by supernatural forces when they move into a new home in New York State, which was the scene of a recent mass killing and the home of an 18th century Satanist. When swarms of flies appear from nowhere and pipes and walls begin to ooze slime and blood, 
They call on the local priest to exercise the evil spirits. I wouldn't say that's an accurate plot summary. No. <laughs> but you want to give me the history of the house? Yeah. So this movie is based on the true story of a man named Ronald DeFeo Jr. who murdered his entire family on November 13, 1974 in Long Island, New York. Four gunshots were heard coming from the Amityville house as DeFeo shot his and killed his father, Ronald, mother Louise, and four siblings, Mark, John, Allison, and Don, allegedly around 3.15 a.m. So 3.15 will come back to us later. He killed the family seeking to cash in on a $2 million life insurance policy, but others speculate the house is haunted and caused him to go insane. Mm-hmm. One year after this incident, the Lutz family moved in and did not last more than 28 days before deciding the house was too haunted to live in. They described experiencing green ooze leaking from the walls and keyholes, pigs with big red eyes seen in a window waking up in midair. I think the, the mom and the two sons said that this happened to them. Uh, cold spots around the home, disgusting and strange odors. And eerie and ghostly noises every night around 3.15 a.m. Although the Lutz family claims this all truly happened to them, many people question whether any of it's true, to the point of putting George and Kathy Lutz through a lie detector test, which they passed. The couple was experiencing legal and financial issues, which led many to believe they invented the story to sell it to the public. The Lutz family's former lawyer has even come out and said they came up with the story, quote, over many bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and But to this day, one of their sons says the house ruined his life, and Ronald DeFeo claims uh, he heard voices telling him to murder his family. So believe what you will, I guess. Yeah, I think some additional facts to that. This haunting, alleged haunting and crime happened right after The Exorcist film came out. So people were kind of thirsty for a new demonic story. There's a lot of parallels for sure. Yeah. Especially with the uh, pastor and kind of his, like the the church itself is not believing him. Well, do you want to talk about it? Because I've got some opinions about all of this. Yeah, let's let's dive into it. (laughs) So the film actually opens on the, what appeared to be snippets of the actual crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see the house and some gunshots in the second floor window. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun, the effect that they do. It's like raining, and there's lightning. And so the, the gunshots kind of blend in with the thunder. Mm-hmm. And the detectives show up and they obviously find all the dead family. They find all the bodies. Uh, you do get kind of some glimpses of the gunshots on the bodies, which I mm-hmm. think is kind of intense for, for that time. Because you see like children getting shot, uh-huh. um, which I don't think happens very often, at least not at this time. I feel like kid deaths or murders on... TV and movies is not super super common. Yeah, no. They not, do not at this time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of actually glossed over a little bit in the beginning. It's like a quick scene, actually. Mm. And then you see the detective. And I just want to point out that what is with detectives in this time period in the 70s and 80s, where is their uniform just a trench coat and like a brim hat because it's like literally all they wear in like the last 10 movies we've seen yeah he looks exactly like the guy from every other the detective from every other movie yeah <laughs> might have been the same actor <laughs> for all we know yeah. they show that scene kind of quickly and then the next scene is George and Kathy viewing the house a year later to buy. Yeah, the realtor is walking around and she's kind of happy-go-lucky. I thought, I think for the history, because I, I thought maybe just nobody knew what had happened or maybe they, we were keeping it a secret that this happened in the house. Because it isn't really implied that anyone knows as they're kind of browsing the house that anything happened here. And the realtor is like really like nice, doesn't really say anything to them. They're like just browsing everything and they're but like, But she is acting downstairs. like a little sketchy. Like she is a little weirded out by A little house. too happy, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they tell her to go downstairs and then they talk about it on their own upstairs and they're like, do we really want to buy this house though? That family was killed here and it gives me the creeps. So you learn that they did know that mm-hmm. happened there and it happened a year ago. So I have to ask you, <laughs> would you buy a house that, you know, a year previously yes. had a mass murder? I knew you were going to say yes. <laughs> because they say that the house should actually be sold for like a way higher amount than it is. Yeah. But because it was recent, the cost was lower, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because it's 1979, I believe, at the time of this moment or whatever. Uh, and the guy describes that the house was $80,000 for the house. The house is huge. It's got a boathouse in the back. The land He said the actual value should be like 120 Right, and inflation, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the comparison is. Ooh, we should today. look that up. Yeah, one sec. But can you imagine paying 80000 for a house? That'd be beautiful, especially that as big huge? as that house. I was yeah. literally thinking about Loki the whole time. I was like, he'll have a blast out in the river. Huh. So... 80000 in 1979 was 
would be $289,822 today, 2021. I would say Which actually that's is a lot. not bad for that house. Okay, but it said it should be priced at 120, so how much would 120 be now? 120 would be 434. That's a huge difference. So yeah, in terms of today's money, that's a steal. I mean, it was a steal to them. Yeah, the house is super nice. So, I mean, if they told me, "Hey, a family was killed here a year ago," and they're like, "Hey, I'm going to drop off like $200,000 off the price." Yeah, I'll buy that. I don't care. You would care? I think I would care because it was a mass killing. Is it because you believe in that stuff? It's more like... You can just repaint. (laughs) (laughs) Just paint over the... The blood's still in the walls. It's cool. It's clearly red, so it doesn't seep through the paint. Um, no, I think if, like, one person died in the house, or maybe even, like, one person was murdered, I feel like you kind of expect those things in houses, because houses are super old, and I'm pretty sure someone has died oh, in for it sure. at one point in time. Especially some of these houses that are, like, 200, 300 Exactly. Years old. Like, deaths have probably happened, but such a, like, violent mass family murder... I do believe would leave some sort of like negative energy. Negative energy for sure. Mm. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't really like bother dwelling on that. <laughs> I'd be like, I can have imagine you seen the price tag though. <laughs> I could imagine the walls oozing with blood, and you're like, don't care. Still got a great <laughs> deal it on with it. My saved money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But they do have that whole discussion about whether or not they should buy the house. And obviously they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, we get a little, right before it goes on to them moving in, the realtor kind of, it's I think that the first moment we see a little bit of haunting in the house. The realtor is like crunching the numbers mm-hmm. and her papers are kind of fluttering. It's, I mean, it's an innocent scene. Yeah. Because she's kind of like, ooh, and then runs out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, the family is moving in. Did you notice that the song that kind of keeps playing throughout the movie, it reminded me so much of the Coven song? It does, yeah. Actually, a lot of these songs from these movies we've been, we've they been sound watching very sound a lot like stuff from American Horror Story. I think it's just the style, right? So they probably inspired American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've moved in and they're kind of like placing stuff around the house. And they're just like overwhelmed with packing and just like go play in the yard. Mm-hmm. And while this is happening, the priest shows up at their house. Don't forget the super emphasized unpacking of the cross. Oh, yes. And they put it on the wall in the sun so that it shines. It on looks it. pretty. And they yes. like zoom in on it and it's nice. Because that cross Because it's going to come into play later. But yes, the priest shows up. And they're all outside hanging out. They go on a boat. Go away. The priest is looking for them because I think later it's revealed that he was supposed to visit them and do a blessing of the house. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming because Kathy wanted that. Yeah. After knowing what happened there. And the priest just walks in. And I brought this up to you during the movie. I was like, what is it with people just walking into people's houses when no one... Truly, was this just normal in the 70s and 80s? I think it was. I think people didn't start locking their doors till like the 90s. Yeah, well, even, no, I don't know. I, I really honestly am like, I go up to a house and if I see no one answers, I will turn around immediately and not second guess it. People are like knocking on doors and the doors open and they're like, hello, and Yes, walk in. I will go inside. Thank you. This guy like goes in upstairs and like is just browsing all the rooms and stuff. Yeah, he's literally being so I get nosy. he's a priest, but like... Well, he's kind of like looking for them and he hears giggling and he goes into one room and he sees the whole family outside. Getting on the boat. And instead of like being like, oh, let me go make my way outside, he like pulls out his Bible and stuff and he's like, puts eh, on his little purple I guess thing. I'll just start praying while they're out. And this is the very Which famous. is efficient. <laughs> it's creepy though because like imagine you come back inside and you're like, oh shit, the priest is here just like, chilling in my house. Putting his clothes back on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's weird. And then... Um, yeah, he starts praying, and that's when we get the bugs swarming mm-hmm. scene. And the door slams shut. or it, Open. It flings open. Did it shut on him first behind him? Or he closed it, and then it he closed shut it, o- yeah. it and slammed then, open. And then we get, like, a get out. And he, he continues to kind of try to pray because he obviously assumes this is negative energy in the house, and so he tries to continue. But, yes, the voice yells loudly, I think twice, telling him to get out. Yeah, because yeah. he is really just sitting there trying to like work through the suffering of the flies, which is so weird to me. I think I'd just leave. And again, I feel like I prefer to Wisconsin all the time. But you do. I've never gone to, to houses in was in like rural areas like that and just seen. You also refer bugs. to Wisconsin like it's super rural. Like we don't live in butt fuck Illinois, middle of nowhere. <laughs> we type could area. live in butt fucker <laughs> Illinois. It could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, is that a real place? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but you act like we don't live in a rural area. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have, like, farms and barns. Well, actually, we do. They're super close yeah, by. I don't know why you act like Wisconsin's <laughs> the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. 
But my point is that those houses, if you like walk around them long enough, that's a, a very common thing. So I think for the priest to notice that like flies are kind of just swarming around his window. I've I've been in houses like that. I was going to say, aside from the boys being like, get yeah, out. Just, yeah. If I saw a swarm of flies in the house, I'd be like, oh shit, there's like a nest or infestation somewhere yeah. in the house. It's an old house we just bought. Not immediately demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the priest kind of—I think that's why he kind of just continues his thing of like, "That's weird," but I'm gonna just pray. It is until the, the screaming get out that the priest finally does, because he's mm-hmm. also kind of like lurching. Uh, I don't know if that's the word, but he's like gagging. Yes. And something—it seems like something's st- stuck in his throat, and uh, he runs out the house and kind of pukes outside and starts driving. Yeah. And leaves. And the family is just, like, never aware that he ever even showed up. Yeah, isn't that creepy? Like, the notion that someone was in your house and you didn't know? That's what makes it even weirder, that this is so common that people could just go in and out of your house. If you and me were getting on our our boat from our boathouse, I'd be like, let's go lock up the house real quick before we leave, because we're not home. (laughs) Yeah, you know, just our casual little boat in our boathouse, because we live lavishly like that. Also, what a bad priest. You hear a demonic voice and you don't start screaming, the power of Christ compels you. Haven't you seen well, the movies? Well, he couldn't. It was stuck in his throat. Something was, it, I think that's what it is, right? He just is kind of choking up, can't really like continue anything because he's getting literally affected himself. Can't scream if you've got something in your throat. What a riveting <laughs> take. <laughs> he leaves and then... We get the next scene where, like, Kathy and George and the kids are settling in in the house. And immediately, George starts to feel ill and says that He's the lethargic. house is freezing. And I can relate to this man because I also believe that when the house is at 72, it feels like 38. <laughs> Does it? That's what he says. And I'm like, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, his this man's whole role throughout the whole movie was to just keep the fire I can't going. can't get warm. <laughs> yeah. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole movie. Even to the point where the business partner is like, you haven't come to work in days. He's like, can't you see I got a fire to keep going? <laughs> He's just cutting wood and throwing it in the fire all day, all night. <laughs> but yeah, so so he's lethargic. We get like Kathy kind of super... talks about there being a draft in the basement. Yeah. And then after that, we get like this super awkward scene where the parents are like doing it. And then the creepy kid walks in. That scene is so long. It's also, so let me point out that there's tons of mirrors in their bedroom, and I, that would have been the first thing to go. Do you like that? Mirrors in the bedroom like that? That's funny, because you kept pointing it out, how it bothered you, and um, actually in my parents' home, when we first moved in, our entire living room had one wall that was mirrors. The whole wall? Yeah. Do you know how it has like that kind of like... Um, Panel? Brick in the middle? No. No, because we put the... <laughs> yeah, you weren't there. <laughs> You've been in my life for so long. I just imagine you know. You remember when I was like four years old? (laughs) Yes, you were there. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, it used to be like kind of how our living room is where there's uh, that brick in the middle. Uh It was fake brick, though. It was like like wallpaper brick. Yeah. Oh, it was wallpaper brick? Yeah, something like that. Disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) And then next to it, imagine in our place if we just put mirrors along both sides of that chimney. Mm. Just the entire walls. But like mirror, nobody cares about this. But like, that was common back then, right? Mirrors in living rooms and in rooms, I think, were like really a 70s thing. That adds creepiness to it. Because, yeah, (laughs) you're like, that's creepier than this whole movie, just having mirrors around. And it's not even like a normal mirror, it's got like this design on it that's like, oh, yeah, that like like flowery gold foil type mirror. Later, when Kathy's looking at herself because she's got these like welts on her. It's hard to even see herself. I'm like, why? Like, I can't focus on anything but this creepy mirror. (laughs) So yeah, they they get this really long. There's there's a lot of little like hints at horror. Like they find the 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 kid passed out earlier. I think it was before this or Mm -hmm. after this. So they find the kid's hand like sticking out a box. And so the moment of the movie is kind of like, oh my god, the daughter's like dead or something. But she's just passed out sleeping. The same thing kind of happens here, where the daughter walks in and the door looks like it opened itself. While they're doing it. But then, and we don't have children, so I don't know if this is... Creepy. True. But kids just fall asleep anywhere. Just like Loki falls asleep in the middle of the floor and we can't find him sometimes. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I would fall asleep anywhere as a kid. It's amazing. I can't wait to walk across a kid in my living room and be like, oh shit, where'd put you this come thing from? here. It's just not even your kid. I know. <laughs> then I'd really be like, who put this thing here? Parenthood be like that. <laughs> But so yeah, a lot of like random scenes. I think the this whole kind of sequence, um, what is what makes this movie long? It's two hours, 
But a lot of the first hour and a half is just like weird stuff is happening. And, and I want to say. George is slowly going insane a little bit. Yeah. Or sick. There's a virus going around. Yeah. Coronavirus. I want to say we can <laughs> talk about more of the like little hauntings that happen. But literally all of the things I would say could be chalked up to an old house. Yeah. Because it's like they don't fix the house up right away. You can tell that the walls are like a little worn down and stuff like that. All the problems that they have are pretty much like you have an old house and you need a to fix it. A fixer-upper. Yeah. Yeah. That, what I was going to say is that it's funny because, again, we spend the – with that in mind, we spend the first hour and a half of like all these little haunting things that, like you said, could be very obvious things. But when the real actual thing is revealed that's like crazy in this house, everyone's kind of like, yeah, that exists in their basement. Yeah, that's normal. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Again, it could be because it. the little hauntings have prepared them for this, but I don't know. I think that's weird. So yeah. I guess skipping a lot of like the in-between. I don't know if okay, let's, do let's do a quick run through of the like quick creepy stuff that happens. The kid has an imaginary friend named Jody, mm-hmm. which is never like gone into detail if one of the kids in the previous house was named Jody and is like haunting her because she died there. And she has like a not a thing at the time, but an Annabelle doll in yes, the rocking chair. Uh, what are those doll Raggedy Raggedy Ann. Ann. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um a black slime is coming out of the toilets and it smells bad again. And everyone's acting like, yeah, it's whatever, it's an old house. We gotta fix I that. think I would too. I wouldn't immediately be like demons. No, I'd be like, no one's lived here long enough that the pipes are clogged, and so it's all this mugre. Yeah, that, that too. Mugre is nastiness. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know. Kathy's aunt is a nun, and she visits them and is immediately sick and runs out of the house she and vomits. Mm-hmm. Kathy has a nightmare and wakes up screaming at 3.15 in the morning that they were shot in the head. And they're only like six days in. Yeah, I thought point. it was interesting that it just like shows that they've only been there so often. But I guess it makes sense knowing the backstory that they were to only emphasize, there for 28 days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George keeps waking up in the middle of the night to do random stuff because they're unpacking still, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's like just waking up in the middle of the night and doing random things. He goes out to the yard. Um, he gets scared by this little black cat that I thought was super cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has He picks up this super angry hobby of just chopping so much wood to keep the house warm <laughs> i'm telling you and he i don't know I, I don't know if it's if this is how it is normally but these logs are giant logs maybe i'm like why would you just like chop them in? yeah i used to cut wood with my dad and the logs were never that big but i guess i mean if you're getting guess you weren't angry enough i wasn't you weren't wasn't. possessed enough I wasn't sick enough because they think it's a virus. Yeah. <laughs> While this is going on, we also kind of get the priest that is Kathy's friend. You find out later on, but like they don't really interact, and half the movie is like him trying to get a hold what's of happening with this priest. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get a hold of each other in through general. the phone, and I'm just like, bro, just go visit them. <laughs> like, if they're not picking up, go check on them. Yeah, and vice versa. I think later you say that Kathy keeps like calling about the priest and like never. Gets, gets a hold of him because either aesthetic or the other father, Bolin. You get uh, the, the impression that the demon is trying to, like, really hard to keep this priest away from the house because we also get that scene where they're on their way to visit and the, the car, car crashes completely crazy. when they're nowhere near the house at all. No, and I think that, uh, I think I don't like Father Bolin at all for the same reason. Father Bolin is the, like, assistant younger priest mm-hmm. who's, uh, I think the, we later find out that that main priest who keeps trying to call his name is mm-hmm. Delaney. Okay. So the main priest that keeps trying to get a hold of Kathy and the family is Father Delaney. Father Bolin is that, like, guy who's kind of been with Father Delaney the entire time and is has experienced some of the things that Father Delaney keeps talking about. I mean, but he still doesn't earlier, believe him. No, because, uh, so I, I think we missed this, but Father Delaney, after having gone home and, and, and experienced what he had experienced in the house, he tries to call afterward, and the phone kind of, like, burns his hand. Mm-hmm. And he's got this, like, bandage on his hand. Father Bolin's seen, like, what he's kind of going through. But then later when the church yells at Father Delaney, like, you're insane. You need a vacation. Bolin kind of, like, turns his back on Delaney, mm-hmm. no matter what Delaney has said. And kind of also agrees that he's just going through something. But, so, yes, they experienced the car kind of going to shit. And the, where, where were you going with that one? Again, that they just, like, really don't interact. We get the sense that the house is keeping them apart. But, like, he takes up half of the story. And kind of, you know how the summary said that, like, they ask a priest for help? He never gets there to help them. He doesn't. He goes blind and then just stops. Yeah. You would never see him again. Not really. No. (laughs) He's kind of just, like, went into this house one time and it ruined his life. Uh, Father Delaney doing everything he can regardless goes and kind of does like a private mass himself for the family from far away right mm-hmm. because he can't reach them so he's like I'm gonna do what I can here as with the five I got I don't know that it's necessarily like implied that that's it but that's the kind yeah because of um, I, I was gonna point this out at one point he calls the house 
and he starts like choking again and i'm like demons can kill you through the phone now (laughs) (laughs) got your landline directly to hell (laughs) (laughs) yeah apparently so uh father delaney does this like kind of private mass thing Bolin is there, and he's watching him, and he's helping him out, kind of like the altar boy. And uh, Delaney is very intensely, it's almost like the prayer is getting intense because he notices that the statue, Mm -hmm. face starts to like crack and fall apart. And his prayer is like, no, I'm not going to, it's kind of like the exorcist where the praying intensifies because he's defending himself and trying to go, go above the pressure of the demon or whatever is happening here yeah and while this is happening uh the other father is not looking at the angel cracking so you realize that he's just watching this priest scream louder and louder and and further disbelieving him yeah he doesn't see it because i think the demons are only playing in his mind Mm -hmm. that the angel is falling and cracking or whatever or ghosts whatever it is i don't know that it's even implied it's well it is Is later when george goes and talks to his business partner and his business partner's girlfriend and she tells him the history of the house a little bit Mm. how it was a satanic house but yeah honestly just to get the priest conversation of this kind of out of the way because he kind of does nothing yeah he goes blind and ends up sitting in a park wearing a creepy hood which is what you do when you go blind apparently yeah, so that that's kind of where I was going. Is that even though his role kind of seems pointless, I think it, I think it, maybe it does, and I think you're supposed to interpret that he paid the price of trying to help losing them. his sight to help. Because at the end of the day, the Lutz family, or not the Lutz family, but uh, yeah, the Lutz family. Is it also the Lutz in the movie? In the movie? Yes. Is that the last they thing? They use their, like, real name their and everything. Okay, yeah. So then they, when they escape, they, none of them die. So I think maybe the point is that the priest paid the price of his sight to save the family. And so then that's why they're able to kind of snap out of it and escape. Even though it? at no point they really interact again. I mean, Kathy kind of gets desperate and t- tries to go find him later, but it, like, doesn't happen. I'm more or less trying to make logic out of why you would even make the priest that important. If not, that it's he did what he had to from far away and paid the price of sight, but saved them, right? You You never see him again. So that's kind of why I assume that that's what their point is. (laughs) Do you think it was kind of like to make audiences feel like there was something that could be done? You know, like the family's not completely helpless. They have something like religion on their side to help them. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think that goes hand in hand with the exorcist. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But again, just to get the priest conversation out of the way and we can focus on the family now. That, again, just keeps having small, creepy things happen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Kathy's brother gets married and his money goes missing. Is it Kathy's brother or is it uh, just George's friend? Because he's because George is the best man. Um, so it might just be some friend. I mean, I don't think it necessarily matters. It's just it's some a wedding. It's family of theirs. He's supposed wow. to pay the caterer. Yeah, that's a whole show. But And the haunting is that they lost the money. I don't even, you said that later it comes back, but I don't think he ever finds it. No, he doesn't find it. And my point was like, what do demons want with money? To mess with you. Just, just to mess like, with you. I'm just going to tuck away these 1500 bucks. And I told you, <laughs> 1500 for a caterer in the 70s is expensive as hell. It is. Because that's about what you pay for a caterer now for a while. Right. I mean, by inflation rules, it's probably somewhere, I mean, I don't know, it's not dumb, but maybe somewhere closer to 10K for just the food. That's probably wrong. Let me look it up. <laughs> it sounds like a bit high. Well, with 120K being more like $440,000. Yeah. Is it four times maybe? Is that what it is? Let's see. 1500 Yeah, then it would be like 4000 5000 for a caterer, which I have heard for weddings. Yeah, I mean, ours is going to be like two, and that's cheap. Well, at least they told us it was cheap. We could be completely getting she's, ripped She's off. striking us a deal. So, <laughs> so if you're planning a wedding and care about this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 5400 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, and that's assuming you have like a huge or small party. Can you tell we've been planning a wedding for <laughs> 10 years because of COVID? Yeah. We were already engaged two years before. Yeah. So it took and us long. Technically, what? This is what? We're already married, so it's not three years of engagement. We're still having a party, though. We still got to pay for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, this well, is Well, let's over. hope demons don't take our money. They when can't. We're it's, to all, it's all electric. <laughs> Unless it's the true. demons have internet, they can't Oh, no. <laughs> Progressive demons that can haunt the internet. So <laughs> They're going to have to hack JP Morgan Chase's <laughs> <laughs> systems. <laughs> <laughs> okay 
So yeah, that's one little haunting. So kind of like a bigger deal that is more real to them is when the, I, I believe it's storming or maybe the house is making too, min- too much noise, but the doors get blown out from within the house. So random. Yes. So yeah, because it like the door literally explodes off its hinges. It's not just it's slammed open. It, it's off and it's like a huge explosion. So everybody comes out, they call the cops and everybody shows up and uh, the detective that we've been talking about kind of shows up and he's like, hey, you guys think someone broke in, but usually when someone breaks in, the door's not broken outward mm-hmm. and what would the i think this is when it's revealed i don't think i noticed earlier but the basement door also blows up he's like okay it's one thing for the front door to be broken out but why are all the doors broken outward coming from mm-hmm. the basement so that they like break in through the, the cellar george is kind of trying to make a point like they broke in through the cellar and so they got into the basement and they crashed out the basement and then they tried to run out the front door mm-hmm. and the detective's like why would they waste their time blowing the door out and not just unlocking it and running out? Or breaking a window. Yeah. So the detective is suspicious, obviously. Um, George and the family are kind of just shook. Mm -hmm. And there's obviously a connection between what's in the basement and the haunting in the house Mm -hmm. in general because everything kind of just keeps pointing back to the basement. I mean, even in the beginning, Kathy says that it's cold because of the draft coming from the basement. So soon after this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we get the the introduction of the business partner too who kind of visits with his wife Yeah, he's coming to check in on him and he's acting super weird again, just chopping his wood. He throws an axe and like his friend gets a boner. They just (laughs) get this really weird like eye-to-eye look after he throws the axe and it's like, wow, impressive. And then it moves on to the next scene <laughs> sounds like george has this small business with this guy mm-hmm. uh, but before we see that interaction with the partner we see that uh, his wife is there with him to visit uh, to drop some stuff off for the boat and help them out and the wife is like very like scared of the house she doesn't get yeah. she doesn't approach it she gets back in the car and she's dressed like really hippy dippy so you're, i guess you're left to interpret that she's kind of like psychic medium type or believes person, in that stuff which does come into play later so i just want to see if we like miss any of the creepy stuff we get like the demon red eyes in the window that was later. Later? Okay. Or, or did we get it multiple times? I only saw it the one time. I it's saw it the obvious. one time. Did we miss the scene where um, the window slams on the boy's fingers? Is that, that happens also later? later. Okay, it's okay. Because that's kind of when things start to get even worse, right? Jody and Amy, the daughter, start to kind of become closer, and Amy keeps pointing out that, and honestly, that Jody doesn't like George. honestly, is creepier than Jody. Yes. I do not like her. <laughs> So meanwhile, Amy is playing with Jody outside with some dolls and mm-hmm. the brothers are in the second floor window playing with like a spider to mess Trying with her. Trying to scare her. And while that's happening, the window just smashes on the kid's fingers. Yeah, the mom walks in being like, what are you doing in my room? And then... We are out of order though. The front door exploded after this part, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Again, we're just kind of running to the creepy stuff that happens because it's like so rare in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's so spaced out. Yeah, but the kid... Like, the window slams shut and, like, the kid's fingers are, like, completely bloodied and, like, stuck. And then George and the business partner run up to try and help and open the freaking window and nobody can. No. Yeah, they uh, they can't. So they're just screaming. I don't know if, I don't know if it's ever shown that they actually lift it up afterward. I think the next scene is them coming the back hospital. from the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they're like, well, at least no bones are broken. But everyone's kind of like, But it's kind of, like, weird. Because, yeah. like, how did that window, like, hold down his fingers for so long and not break anything? Yeah, you were asking if if uh, window could slam down hard enough to break your hands and make you bleed like that, but I think so. Especially if like a kid, kids' hands are small. Yeah, that's true. And if it could smash down hard enough, you know, the whole top of your hand could be jacked. Yeah, George kind of like gets out of the house for a minute and goes to. He the has bar. a motorcycle. Yeah, he has a motorcycle. Looks like mine. I want to get on a motorcycle. It's been too cold. Yeah. You can't really uh, enjoy having a motorcycle in Illinois. No, the weather changes too much. You can enjoy it for like three months. Motorcycle riders are going to be like, what do you mean? You can ride it anytime you want. I've seen people ride motorcycle in the winter, like with snow. That's just like too brave for me. (laughs) I can't even drive my car, as everyone knows. Anybody who rides a motorcycle. I can't drive my car in the winter. (laughs) Anybody anybody who rides a motorcycle and is is too hardcore, they're going to say I'm too weak. You're a wimp. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go to Winnie Hut General. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys keeping track of all the SpongeBob references in every episode? <laughs> it's always going to happen. Yeah, at there's least at one. least one per episode <laughs> so far. But uh, yeah, so 
So he's kind of left the house. Throughout all this, right, George is kind of getting sicker, quote-unquote, sicker and sicker. His eyes are kind of getting red. He's very pale. He's not sleeping, He's obviously. always cold. Kathy is starting to kind of freak out by all of this because she's mm-hmm. like, what's happening to my home? So many weird things are happening. So she keeps trying to get a hold of the priest that we, we already kind of finished the story on. Mm-hmm. Um, but George goes to the bar with his business partner and the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. After he's learned a little more about the house, he gets the blueprints for the house. And... <laughs> Um, the girlfriend's like, isn't it obvious? It's history. This man that was chased out of Salem was a demon worshiper and he built your house and it's demonic. It's built on awful things. Yeah. There's, uh, there's Satanism, sacrifice, death on that land. Like it's obvious. And the business partner, I don't know if I talk to you like this, I'm pretty sure you leave me, but he's yeah, like, she's shut like, up, bitch. You're stupid. Now let's be rational, George. Like, <laughs> Yeah, especially since it ends up that she's right. <laughs> right. I'd be like, who needs to shut up now? No, but um, I like how she goes to that being like completely true when the Salem witch trials have been completely discredited for centuries at this point. <laughs> yeah, at that point, it's completely not. Yeah, thing. not. But you got to do what you got to do to make the story keep going. Yeah, um, but and right they after follow this, him like, to the house. She's like, I really... I think her demeanor in this whole scene is weird because, first of all, she didn't want to even approach the house the first time they visited. Mm-hmm. So why this time she's like, I want to see the basement. Take me straight to the basement. Yeah. How does she know about the basement? Yeah, because you get the vibe that she's like kind of psychic. She's talking about energies and stuff. Yeah, and she's freaking out her boyfriend, husband, whatever he is. Yeah. And they go downstairs and she's talking all kinds of nonsense on the way down. She's like, the Shinnok, uh, she called them the Shinnok tribe used to be here. And uh, she's like, they did all kinds of rituals here. She goes straight to the basement and Harry, the dog, Let's talk about this dog because he looks exactly like Loki. That's probably (laughs) why we like this dog. I know we said this in the Exorcist episode, but this one actually looks exactly like Loki. I think anytime afraid wagging his tail though. (laughs) Yeah, anytime we've seen a horror movie, there's like a black dog. It's implied that black dogs are like not a good thing. So he looks like all of them. Yeah, (laughs) but he really looks like this dog, and this dog has been like digging at the basement wall for like a while now. And let's talk about how fucking terrible these owners are because it's not until the business partner and the girlfriend go down and he sees that the dog is clawing at this. And I was like, wouldn't his paws be bloody? And I was then, thinking the same and thing. And the, the whole next time. scene is like, he's cleaning up the dog's bloody paws. And I'm like, these are terrible fucking owners. Which Harry is a strong dog, though, because we tried to cut Loki's nails today. Oh, just the tips. And this kid was acting like we were this. ripping his arm off. Meanwhile, this dog is choosing to go <laughs> dig at this thing and bloodying his own paws. Listen, our dog <laughs> is special, okay? Because he'll like not eat his dog food. And, well, and eat goose poop. And then go eat goose poop. I'm pretty sure all dogs do this. But, um, but yeah, so Harry's great. Um, the business partner helps out Harry. And, and this wow. lady just starts smashing the wall. <laughs> does. I was like, this bitch is just destroying their house. She gets a hammer or something and just starts going in on the on the wall. And George runs down. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, it's there. It's haunted. And he's like, oh, my God, you're so right. And then he starts hammering at the wall. <laughs> And all you see is like a red room, red brick behind this wall. I would just kind of be like, well, the owners previously designed this house super fucking weird. And they liked red brick. You stick your hand in and it's just one of those smart light bulbs that change color. <laughs> From the future. Because <laughs> yeah. it's the 70s. <laughs> yeah. But this is kind of what I was talking about earlier is that all these little like hauntings that we've been talking about are very like normal things that could happen mm-hmm. in the house. Like even the smashing of the hands with the window, it's like it could just be like a loose... if she would have broken down that wall and there would have been like a pentagram on the ground, like demonic images. I would be like, OK, sure. Yeah. Someone did some weird stuff here, but it's just red brick on a wall. It's not red brick only, though. The the It's almost like the space is highlighted by a red light. Light. I'm saying that this is the one thing that I'd say something is something weird is going on and we need to get the hell out of this house because that's weird. Where's this George red hue coming from? Because his own reflection, reflection in or, this wall. Or we or, learn that he looks exactly like DeFranco. What's his first name? Ronald. Ronald DeFranco Jr. And he sees that kind of image floating in the red room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone throughout this whole movie has been saying, like, you look just like the guy who used to live here. And George is like, Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool story. But I'm not, so. Yeah. I think but, I would say the same thing. I'd be like, okay, Anne. It's the 70s. We all have beards and long hair. We all look like this. We're all white. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, George sees himself and the lady, the friend, she starts to kind of get almost possessed. Like, uh, siphon, right? Siphon? No, uh, project. She's like a, a voice. Yeah, she's like the medium for the, the demon to speak to them, saying that this is the well to hell and it needs to be closed. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't seem like something a demon would say. I think a demon would be like, let it open. Yeah, it's a window to hell, cover it. The voice is like just screaming, cover it up, right? And yes, why would it want it to get, get covered up? Yeah. But I guess, I don't know. I, what's the vibe of the house? The house told the priest to get out, sure. But it's not telling telling anyone else to get out. Why would you want to cover it up? Wouldn't you want more people to come in? Yeah, like a demon <laughs> wouldn't say that. Yeah, he'd be like, come on, it's a party down here. We got internet now. <laughs> <laughs> and smart bulbs. That's how we're going to hack your wedding catering money in the future. <laughs> yeah. So right after this, though, Kathy is freaking out because of what's going on. Uh, you, you, I think I missed it because I was looking at Loki, but the cross is upside down, too. Yeah, and they find the cross upside down and they take the cross from room to room. Which is normal. I would do that, too, if we were like, hey, things are kind of shitty in here. And my business partner's wife just said that Demonic the hole voices. in the basement is yeah. a door into hell. We need to, like, bless this house. You would use sage. Fuck the cross. You would just take sage and start walking around. Oh, I was going to say that. Um, when we moved in here, uh, we didn't bless the house, really. I Well, I think your mom, <laughs> your mom left a cross on the door. She did. In one of the bedrooms. And you forgot to tell me because I wasn't here when she did that. And I just saw it and freaked out. (laughs) Because I thought it just appeared or the previous owners had left it there. (laughs) In one of the rooms. In one of the rooms. I was like, why did they leave it in our bedroom? What do they know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I saged the house when we like first moved in here and sage it like every couple months. Yeah, I know. If the priest didn't show up here, I'd just be like, well, babe, do what you got to do. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Get a little bit of sage. A little bit of uh, some stone Some Palo magic Santo. In there. Palo Santo smells really great. If you haven't done it, I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from cleansing demons, it's supposed to get bacteria out of the air. So. Yeah. And it helps with migraines. There you go. Which I've got right now. <laughs> no, that's a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I need more Pedialyte. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this uh, 10% beer is helping. <laughs> no, the only thing that uh, solves a hangover is just drinking more. That's true. Hair of the dog. <laughs> That sounds alcoholic as hell. No, but it's true. They say... Um, or the dog. Hair of the dog that bit you. Oh, I was like, the dog helps you get a hangover? <laughs> helps you get rid of hangovers? Yeah, just go rub Loki for an hour. And Honestly, playing with Loki this morning... Gave you a worse headache, didn't gave it? Gave me a worse headache. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we get to like the final night that they're staying here. Don't forget also that Kathy's... Getting, she was covered in burns, so I apologize. That uh, oh, yes. when they were praying and walking around with the with the uh, cross, they entered that room where I think the kids were killed. And George kind of freezes and drops the cross, and Kathy Picks runs it up. away. Yeah, after picking it up, she runs away and notices welts and like kind of like burn bumps. I don't know, really know hand. what to say. They're completely covered on her body. Yeah, they what? showed up on her face. I didn't think about that. Did they ever like address where those? No, went? there's a lot of things in this movie that they didn't address. Because she's got the bumps, and then the next scene, she's fine. So it's like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a little bit unclear, because it seems like both Kathy and George have nightmares mm. that night. And Kathy dreams that George kills Amy. And yeah, then, he axes, she walks in on George having, like, axed the kids, and then he just straight up axes her in the face. Her in the face. Blood splats, and she wakes up. And George just kind of dreams that he hears weird stuff and goes to the fireplace. <laughs> and decides to just unpack a rug yeah for some reason (laughs) um and i think after all of this kathy kind of goes to confront him like enough with the fireplace already we need to get out of here we need to get out of here and he slaps her so hard that she gets a nosebleed crazy wouldn't that imply that her nose is broken because in the next scene she's fine i don't know um you ever, have you ever? I've, I've rarely ever gotten nosebleeds i don't know how it works but have you ever no i've never been slapped so hard i get a nosebleed (laughs) Let's never find out. Really? <laughs> but, um, no, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe she just has a sensitive face, and so she just bleeds. Or easy. it's a horror movie, and they gotta be dramatic. <laughs> it's not a novella, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, because then she would have, like, fallen down the road. Gasp and in Spanish. Like, <laughs> and then um, smashed her eyeballs into a window and been blind. <laughs> right. 
And then revived by Jesus or something. Yes. Got her eyesight back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the priest who lost his sight gave her his sight. Mm, there it there is. There you go. Full circle. <laughs> figured it out. The podcast is over. We don't have to do any more episodes. <laughs> we figured out every horror movie and novella ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, this night is kind of just crazy. I believe it's the night before they leave, actually. I'm, I'm hungover, but I feel like I'm having more fun on this episode than yesterday. <laughs> I do my best work hungover. What are you talking about? <laughs> So I think this is like the second to last night they stay because then Kathy does the classic uh, microfiche research on the haunted house. You kept saying microfiche and I was like, what the hell does fish have to do with this? <laughs> what is happening? Well, look it up. Make sure I'm not completely saying this wrong. Do you want me to look it up? Okay. Yeah. One sec. What is it called? It's mm. um, So it's microfiche, but what is it? It's uh, like a micro... It's like a almost. It's like a, a way to read old newspapers that have been like, I guess, essentially fro- photographed and kept in libraries for community records. Microfiche. Yeah, that's what I said. Yes, but I. You thought I said fish this whole no, time? No, well, I, I, to look it up, I was spelling M I C R O fish like F E E S H. But when you were saying it, I was thinking like, why is she pronouncing fish like that? <laughs> but <laughs> but it's fish. Uh-huh. F-I-C-H-E. Yeah. And that makes more sense to me for some reason. <laughs> you just needed to see it? The spelling makes more sense to me. Yeah, but that's a common thing in horror movies. You got to break out the microfiche. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. And yeah. I asked if that's something you do today, and you're like, no, the internet exists now. Yeah. So I should have just asked the demons. Yeah, exactly. They know how to work <laughs> the internet already. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she she does, and she sees... She literally does no research. She just sees that the first thing Ronald DeFranco up. Jr. looks like... Her husband. And runs away. And runs away. <laughs> like, like, you oh have God. gotten no information, ma'am. Find out she, who Judy is, for fuck's sake. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, who the hell is Jody? Is it just Toby? For all, all y'all who've seen Paranormal Activity, Toby's the supposed yeah. demon or ghost from that. Yeah, we should What's with all these, like, four-letter names? Toby, Jody. <laughs> Nothing's creepier than a four-letter name. Maybe that's why my parents made me Eric with a C and a K, so that wouldn't be a creepy four-letter name. So you wouldn't be a creepy kid? You mean unlike you, Vivi, V-I-V-I? My name is Viviana. <laughs> it's not Vivian? No. Or Libiana, like Starbucks likes to call you. They really do always somehow think my name is Libiana. <laughs> to the point where you're like, we should name our daughter Libiana. We should. Just for the joke. I'm not even joking. And then her short name could be Libby. That's that is fun. so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so she runs home. She's like, George, and runs. And meanwhile, George... Is out chopping wood again. He's out chopping wood again. And he sees, like, this creepy demonic pig in the window. I couldn't even tell it was a pig at first. Yes, I couldn't either. I was like, what the fuck? I, I think I jokingly was like, was that a fucking pig? And you're like, no, yeah, it was. I was like, oh, shit, I thought I was just seeing things. I only know it was a pig from, like, the original story of the haunting. Right, with the, with the history, they're like, oh, there was a pig in the window. But, yeah. like, I don't understand... Honestly, if I think this family told me, like, oh, yeah, there was a demon in our house, and there was, like, so much happening, and there was a pig in the window, I'd be like, what the fuck does the pig have to do with it? So, I I mean, I know there's, like, pig slaughter sacrificing or whatever, but, Yeah, same thing with the flies. Um, Beelzebub is, like, the king of the flies and things like that. So, is this Beelzebub? It's implied with all the flies, but I don't think uh, they ever say who it is. No. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah. I mean, mean, pigs are always associated with, like, sacrifice and murder and all that stuff, but... yeah. Goats, too, are usually associated with, like, demonic. We gotta do the witch soon. Yeah. I think this scene is funny, because, like, George has not necessarily been, like, aggressive in a negative way towards his kids or the family, and kind of with Kathy. But I, I mean, he's been more aggressive with her, because he yes. slapped her. He's kind of just, like, yelled a shit ton at the kids. Yes, but, like, Kathy's under the impression that he's sick. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, like, if I started to act like this and you knew I was sick, would you necessarily think I'm, like, Possessed. gonna kill you? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't know what kind of sickness will make you kill someone. I've never been (laughs) that sick. No. And again, you mentioned this earlier that we never see them as a couple outside the home. So we don't know if George is literally just an asshole. Yes, I I don't think I mentioned it on the episode yet. Yes, but I did. Yeah, so I brought up to Vivi. George, throughout the movie, before the haunting kind of ramps up, acts kind of assholey to some extent. But they're joking too sometimes. And it sounds like sarcastic kind of pitter-patter, not pitter-patter, sorry, banter between the husband and wife. Yeah. And I'm like, if if he becomes an asshole later, How I don't do you necessarily... know he's not joking? Well, no, I don't necessarily know that he's just never been an asshole in the past, so him being an asshole is weird, right? Because, like, he, we only get this version of him yeah. after. And you don't know anything before this. Like, he could have just always been a dick and... 
this is not different than anything else. He probably slapped her before, is kind of what I'm saying. Like, we don't know that because we don't know the previous Yeah. So, I guess to answer your question, I would immediately know something's wrong with you because you're, like, a really happy-go-lucky person. And I I don't like it. (laughs) But, yeah, it's weird. It would be weird. Yeah. Even when we joke around being assholes, we're both joking, clearly joking around. You say that it's annoying, but I sometimes mess with you literally because I think it's funny your reactions when you think I'm actually being mean and I'm not actually mean. No. When when sometimes you like tell me like, why are you like this or why are you doing this? I'd be like, babe, why did you actually think I'm mad? Am I like ever actually mad at you? No. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, so that's kind of why it's weird. You can't really like imply that this is not just how George is and he's just always a dick to Kathy. Yeah. You, you don't know. know. So, is it normal, just asshole behavior in general? Or has it escalated? I mean, obviously, towards the end, it's escalated. I mean, he seems like a chill dude, like, other than... At the beginning. Yeah. Like, other than when he starts to obviously get, like, haunted. But so this the scene, sorry, going back to the scene, kind of tricks you in that Kathy finally gets home and she's like, the kids, right, basically? And she's been having these dreams of him killing the kids with the axe. And so... He's outside because the storm's brewing. Everything's windy. He's he got to like chop goes, more wood. He goes to tie down the boat, and he's coming from the boathouse with the axe. And he sees the pig in the window, and that's what makes him and charge And he's like, I need to go kill house. that pig. Yeah. And Kathy sees him from the window charging at the house with the axe. And so she's suspicious of George. George is like, I'm going to go kill that thing. What the hell's happening in this house? And so it's kind of like a misunderstanding, obviously. Yeah. As he enters the house, the house is oozing blood, like, a lot more than usual. Yes, the the hue, the hue of the scene, I thought it was just black sludge. But, yes, later it's very it's clearly blood, blood yeah. yeah. And so he does go into the house, and the kids are, because Kathy kind of hides the kids in the bathroom, he does start to, like, I don't know what his logic is between, like, behind um, hacking at the door to get the kids out. Yeah, it's a real, uh, here's Johnny moment. Yeah, I thought exactly of the Shining, yeah. And um, the kids are freaking out in the bathroom, and he's smashing the door with the axe. Kathy attacks him. Attacks him, and um, he shakes her off, and she falls to the ground. And literally, like, this... Hold on. Was she old? Yes. Okay. That's what my <laughs> point was about to be. Like, it pisses me off, because he shakes her off and, like, looks at her on the ground, and she's, like, all wrinkly, and he, like, swings at her. But I'm like, that's your fucking wife. You wouldn't recognize your wife because she's got a couple oh wrinkles God, on she's her. Oh, oh no! Time to get a new one. <laughs> Let me just axe her to the face. Luckily, she dodges. She dodges, and then he's like, "Oh, oh Kathy, God. is that you? Like, you knew it was your fucking wife." Yes. And then they hug, and I was like, "If you just try to axe me to the face, I wouldn't freaking hug you." You'd be like, what's your problem, bro? I would be, like, screaming and running away because you could try again. Yeah, I thought we were friends, man. (laughs) Just friends. Just friends. (laughs) With uh, benefits from the state. (laughs) Not this state, though. Massachusetts. (laughs) 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 And that's when, like, he's like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Yes. Finally. They grab the kids and, like. And then I was pissed. I was mad, too, because they just ran out of there. You know what they did? They left Harry. Okay, Harry is still downstairs. Clawing at this demon. Was he? No, he was barking at the... Yeah. So because the house is like kind of freaking out as they're leaving, the house is bloody. They're falling down the stairs because there's so much blood. The the floor is rumbling. That red room from before in the basement is like exploding kind of. And Harry is downstairs barking at the light. That's what Loki would do. Or be happy. He'd just be like... No, no, no. I told you this. Loki is a fucking chicken and would have been out of the house before us. He would have smashed through the door. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's always trying to go outside anyways fuck if the yeah. house is on pee a little bit and then run <laughs> uh but yes yeah, so harry is downstairs barking the family leaves they're all in the car they're like where's the keys that key scene was like too long yeah they're like where's the keys at and it's like them just kind of shuffling through yeah. it's like a good minute or two of them like looking for the key and then she finds it he turns on the car and then they're like uh, the, i think one of the kids is like where's harry oh yeah my God. i want and then harry's like fuck him let's go yeah <laughs> And uh, they drive off. And George like, kind of, oh, I think they? George's point is like, I'm going to safely get them away from the house, but go back for the dog. Yes. So George is my boy. Mm. Would you do, would you do, okay, so Kathy screams at George like, no. Would you scream at me for having gone to go save Loki? I wouldn't have forgotten Loki. You wouldn't have I'd be the one carrying him and you'd be like, leave him. He's too heavy for you. Give him to me. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't say leave him. I think I'd take him from you because you'd be running too slow with him. Yeah, but um, George is looking for him 
throughout the house and the house is like kind of falling apart a little bit because he walks to the basement area through the door because that's where he hears the dog barking mm-hmm. and he like falls through the stairs through the stairs into like this pit of slime blood probably blood because the light in that red value. room and the dog is like barking and growling but we actually find out that the dog's trying to pull him out of the slime and then what george realizes he's like yeah keep pulling and um i actually think this is something we should do in shows from now on we should give the goodest boy award <laughs> because, oh we should because there's dogs in these these movies that um are way harry. better than the main character sometimes so <laughs> harry gonna, wins right now so harry wins our first one pulls george out and they run out of the house and literally that's the end they run out of the house and then there's like a little kind of like paragraph at the end that says they never went back they never reclaimed the house they didn't even go back for their belongings and Mm -hmm. then it's credits yeah for those who don't know that house still stands and a lot of people have like kind of bought it whatever oh people have lived in it since ever say that anything's ever happened to them yes so that's another reason why people claim that the lutz family is lying. Having had financial trouble, just made the story up for gain. Yeah, when your lawyer comes out and says that's what you did, I mean, I don't he know. made it up over bottles of wine. Yeah, quote <laughs> allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie's movie's pretty fun. I, it's a story that may or may not be true, right? But it's a typical haunting. What? So what were your problems? I think you said you had problems yeah, with this. I did. Because it's your first time watching the original. It is my first time. Um, the reason I actually picked this film was because I was like, we haven't done a good Haunted House movie. And I would still say we haven't done a good Haunted House movie. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you said, it's all stuff that if it happened in a regular house, you'd just assume it's because it's falling apart and needs to be fixed. Yes, exactly. Except it's for very the blood slow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that like the first actual weird thing in the house is the blood oozing from the walls. Yeah. And then the hole in the basement. Which, again, doesn't look that creepy. No. Yeah, I think my issue with it is that again it's an older movie there's been like so many haunted house movies since then that i think are like way better for sure what's the is it because i can't remember the ryan reynolds movie that well but do you remember is it the one where there's that little girl with the little bear yes and at the end the they actually gets... show jody that's okay, one yes. of my problems with this film jody's never explained no again is jody one of the kids that was killed is she just someone who was possessed in the house with that demonic owner previously? And I think that's the vibe from the Ryan Reynolds one is that Jody's like a was kid who's killed in the house. Yes, and I think it's like glossed over a lot of things. You never okay. Let me tell you what I think makes a good haunted house movie. Weird shit is happening that doesn't make sense, and then you find, you go get your microfiche. And you figure out the exact history of the house so that weird event makes sense and everything starts to click. That doesn't really happen here. And an actually possessed person. Or an um, similar to the actual Amityville situation, the crime is vastly overshadowed by the haunting that the Lutz family claims. In this film, it's the same. Yeah, you would think that you'd see like stuff related to the murderings. Because you do uh, see flashes of uh, when they're sorry this is like in the beginning of the movie but when they're going through the different rooms being introduced to the house by the realtor you get flashes of the murders that happen in mm-hmm. each room i was gonna mention that too but then never plays that. a part again yeah so i think with the tragedy that was the murder um it's already a great true crime story but nobody cares about that they care about the haunting part what of made him do it to his family he claims he heard demons and blah 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 it's kind of weird, right, to think that the base problem is that, like, he killed his family because the house made him kill the family. So now the problem is not the guy, it's the house. And That's so the true. house is what they dwell on. It absolves the criminal of fault. Yeah. It'd be kind of cooler to see that, like, oh, there's a ghost that's killing kids and wife and family in this house instead. You know, um, maybe we should cover this next week because I'm, I'm thinking of two specific um haunted house films that like i think honestly one of my favorite horror movies is the conjuring Mm. it's a good haunted house film and it's got like the backstory reason for it and even poltergeist has a good like better reasoning for why yeah (laughs) the haunting is happening so we can maybe cover one of those two next week Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't necessarily think that medieval horror is like a really really good haunting story i agree with you yeah So then I would rate this film, honestly, again, I get that it was probably like one of the first 
type of haunted films, haunted house films, I'd give it like a six out of ten. Oh, I went low, lower. I was gonna say four. <laughs> yeah, because it's really long and not that. It's not scary at all. It's not. I like certain characters. Like Harry's my favorite. Harry's great. <laughs> Harry's the best character um, in this film. The guy who plays George, uh, fun fact, is Josh Brolin's dad. Who plays? Who plays Thanos and Cable? And uh, I'm a Marvel fan, so I think the acting was done well enough. But I think the story is not yeah. really great. Yeah. No. Again, like you said, probably the most scary scenes are the killed kid scenes. And other than that, you could accredit it to like a faulty house. Right. Especially the falling through the stairs into a, bl- a vat of blood. Which you're not even sure it's blood. You could have fallen through this crappy stairs into a like tank of... Um, the sewage tank. The sewage tank. Yes, you <laughs> <Yeah>. could have. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh, the house smells bad and that's creepy. I'm like, you got bad pipes, bro. Have you cleaned your pipes? Because when my dad would clean the pipes in our house, the whole house would stink. Because your toilet is flesh and black fluid, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think you got other problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about what scared Loki about this film? Yeah, so he was actually not scared of anything, really. He didn't growl, bark, or anything like that. Um, he was intrigued by the swarm of flies. He was kind of just paying attention and listening. And then, the, and then Harry, he also kind of liked Harry. He wasn't really like... He didn't mind the barking from Harry. He knew it was probably his long-lost ancestor. He got a couple treats for doing well, you know. (laughs) So do you want to tell us about the flies, Loki? That's great. (laughs) Thanks, bud. So I think that pretty much wraps it up here. Yeah, yeah, we got to figure out what movie we're doing next. So if you guys have any ideas, let us know. Again, uh, enjoy it Swarm, be... the beer. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah. Uh, a few sips and I already feel drunk, so. I feel like my hangover still exists, so <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, again, let us know if maybe we should watch The Conjuring or Poltergeist next, mm-hmm. or if we just should go with a completely different genre. Yep. We'll do another poll too soon yeah. so that people can uh, vote on a couple things. Maybe we'll do the, the two vote between Poltergeist and The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Um, but yeah, do send us names. Uh, like I said, the last episode, we bought that poster. We still haven't gotten it yet, but we'll also have that help us kind of pick what to watch next. I like zombie movies, so I kind of want to do more contemporary stuff. I've heard that Army of the Dead is like, nah, not great, but I mean, I want to check it out. Do you want to lead us out? For sure. So as lead always. Lead us out of this damn house. Yeah. <laughs> as always, we hope you guys had a good time here. You can follow us almost anywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok. Um, you can send us an email at shakennotscaredpod at gmail.com. And you can listen to us almost anywhere on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, a uh, bunch of random podcasting, streaming things that I've never heard of, but you probably listen to. I mean, go for it. You know, do all that good stuff like rate, review us, subscribe. And yeah. Yeah. Buy us a coffee, buy us a cocktail, buy Loki a treat. Uh, that's in our link tree too. So if you guys want to send someone over a Loki, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.